welcome to my corner. Now that it's December, we can finally get into everyone's favorite holiday, Christmas. But before we get into that, I want to recommend another podcast, and that's Ghostly Podcast. One's a skeptic and one's a believer. Partners in crime Pat and Rebecca share their favorite ghost stories before debating what is fact and what is legend. Ghostly Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast that takes a deeper look into those ghost stories. After telling each story, they debate the truth of it, from the most popular ones to the ones that are most obscure. Each stories will be explored using whatever evidence can be found. Expect arguments, expect laughs, sometimes maybe even an agreement. It's definitely a show I can get behind. I consider myself a skeptic, but it is fun to explore the possibilities of an afterlife coming back to tamper with the living. Go check them out. The link is in the show notes. I chose this recommendation for a reason. Historically, December 25th has a close link to pre-Christian solstice festivals that viewed midwinter as a time when light dies and the veil between the world of the living and the dead is most thin. Despite its cheerful overtones today, Christmas during the Victorian era was a time to tell tales more chilling than icy winter nights and send morbid holiday cards. Christmas is celebrated on December 25th and is both a sacred religious holiday and a worldwide cultural and commercial phenomenon. For two millennia, people around the world have been observing it with traditions and practices that are both religious and secular in nature. Christians celebrate Christmas Day as the anniversary of the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, a spiritual leader whose teachings form the basis of their religion. Popular customs include exchanging gifts, decorating Christmas trees, attending church, sharing meals with family and friends, and of course, waiting for Santa Claus. December 25th, Christmas Day, has been a federal holiday in the United States since 1870. While reading a list of modern Christmas traditions that were either borrowed from pagan winter festivals or invented by the English during the mid-19th century, it's remarkable to see how little Christmas has changed over the past 160 years. People still send Christmas cards, decorate evergreen trees, go door-to-door caroling, and stuff stockings with candy. Christmas, at least as most Americans celebrate it, really is a product of Victorian England. In the last few decades though, perhaps one of the most interesting Victorian Christmas traditions has been almost completely lost from memory. As written as part of his introduction to anthology of Christmas ghost stories titled Told After Supper in 1891, British humorist Jerome K. Jerome wrote, Whenever five or six English-speaking people meet around a fire on Christmas Eve, they start telling each other ghost stories. Nothing satisfies us on Christmas Eve but to hear each other tell authentic anecdotes about specters. The practice of gathering around the fire on Christmas Eve to tell ghost stories was as much a part of Christmas for the Victorian English as Santa Claus is for us today. Traces of this now forgotten tradition occasionally appear in noticeable places at Christmas time, although their significance is generally overlooked. For instance, one verse of Andy Williams' classic Christmas song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, for instance, clearly says there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of glories of Christmases long, long ago. The most obvious example of how Victorian ghost stories have persisted to some degree in modern Christmas celebrations 
is of course Charles Dickens' own ghostly little story, as he calls it in the introduction, A Christmas Carol. Some argue that Dickens' Christmas ghost story single-handedly saved the winter holiday from dying out during the Industrial Revolution. At a time when England was no longer celebrating Christmas, Dickens reintroduced many century-old traditions with his instant holiday classic. It has become so much of a part of Christmas in its various film adaptations and theatrical versions that people don't even wonder why Dickens chose all of those things. Four spectral visitors to bring about Ebenezer Scrooge's transformation from miserly curmudgeon to selfless philanthropist. Isn't there something inherently unseasonal about ghosts? Don't ghosts belong with all the ghouls and goblins of Halloween? Not so for Victorian England. There must be something ghostly in the air of Christmas. Something about the close, muggy atmosphere that draws up the ghosts. Like the dampness of the summer rains bring out the frogs and snails. For ghost stories to be told in any other evening than the evening of the 24th of December would be impossible in English society. So what is it about Christmas that goes so well with ghosts? Such a question inevitably brings up the issue of why we celebrate Christmas in December at all. As Lord Protector of England during the mid-17th century, Puritan leader Oliver Cromwell was perhaps not entirely without justification when he tried to abolish the celebration of Christmas. As he argued, nowhere in the Bible does it tell Christians to celebrate Christ's birthday on the 25th of December, nor in fact does it mention any holy day other than the Lord's Sabbath. On top of that, the 25th of December was not an arbitrary choice for early Christians. Rather, it was selected because its connection with pagan festivals, like Yule and Sol Invictus, the birthday of the unconquered sun, both of which commemorated the winter solstice, or the longest night of the year. These festivals celebrated the death of light and its subsequent rebirth the following day. It was for the obvious symbolic connotation that early Christians adapted dates significant to pagan Romans and Northern Europeans. In addition to being the longest night of the year, however, winter solstice was also traditionally held to be the most haunted due to its association with the death of the sun and light. It was the one night of the year when the barrier between the worlds of the living and the deceased was thinnest. On Christmas Eve, ghosts could walk on earth and finish unsettled business, as exemplified by the apparition of Marley in Charles Dickens' Christmas Masterpiece. In short, the Victorian Christmas celebration, which drew heavily on pagan symbols like Yule logs, holly berries, and Father Christmas himself, also embraced the winter holiday's associations with the supernatural to create one of its most popular annual traditions. Unfortunately, all the traditions and rituals that have survived through the generations, the Victorian custom of recounting blood-curdling ghost stories with friends and family around the fire on Christmas Eve, have been almost completely forgotten. So if you decide to watch The Others, or The Sixth Sense this Christmas Eve, instead of how the Grinch Stole Christmas or Elf, you'll be keeping alive a Victorian Christmas Eve tradition. So what about these morbid holiday cards I mentioned before? This old tradition offers context to some of the bizarre Victorian Christmas cards. Amongst the dark outlandish designs included a macabre of images 
like our murderous frog stabbing and looting a fellow amphibian. Saint Nicholas peeping through windows and stuffing children into his gift sack. Giant waltzing insects and dead robins. A far cry from today's festive and jolly cards. Victorians wanted their cards to serve as a shocking conversation starter, and some of the morbidly outlandish designs were influenced by folklore customs. For instance, in English myths, robins and wrens were considered sacred species, and according to John Crossman, author of Christmas Curiosities Old and Dark Forgotten Christmas, images of dead birds might have been used to elicit Victorian sympathy and may reference common stories of poor children freezing to death at Christmas. During the Victorian era, Santa Claus was much more sinister. An English legend had him paired up with the devil in a good cop-bad cop duo to figure out which children had been naughty and which had been nice, and how their fates should be carried out. The devil, sometimes disguised as Krampus, kidnapped and beat disobedient children while Santa was often depicted in Christmas cards slinking around and spying on children through windows. The story of Krampus is another interesting folktale surrounding this holiday, but I'll save that for another episode, so stay tuned. And that's my fun fact. Thanks for walking over. <laughs>